Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. Now let's go. I am so excited to share with you a gem of a person today. I met Lisa this summer because I bought her subscription box. She runs a subscription box called Places Please. She's been a drama teacher for nearly 25 years, and she's passionate about teaching kids about theater and having kids participate in theater. And during this whole COVID-19 pandemic, I found Lisa's subscription box. Um, Places Please started a few years ago, but she she moved it into a subscription box this summer. And I am so excited to host Lisa so you can meet one of my favorite things about 2020. I am so excited today to welcome Lisa Klausner of Places Please as my guest. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Christy. It's so fun to be here with you. I am so excited to host you. Your box, you have an amazing product. You do theater at home with kids. You send stuff out. So before we talk about what you do, let's just talk about theater and kids in general. So tell me a little bit about your background in theater, Lisa. Sure. I actually got involved in theater in college. It was something I always wanted to do, but just never participated in in high school. And I had taken a dance class and my uh, dance instructor was going to be the choreographer for a production of Oklahoma at a community theater in the town that I lived in. And she was encouraging everyone to audition. So I was like, wow, that sounds fun. So I auditioned, I got in, I just fell instantly in love with theater, especially musical theater. Um, And so I changed my uh, direction in college and started pursuing uh, theater. That is so cool. So what were you doing beforehand? This is good information. Well, the funny thing is I was in school to be a teacher. Okay. And so ultimately I was able to combine both of those loves of mine. And I taught in both public and private schools for over 25 years and have had a lot of experience with uh, really all ages of kids from first grade through senior and high school. That is really neat. I love that you had a teacher that helped you try something new. Exactly. Yes, I did. Yeah. And I honestly was like 
brand new to dance. Again, I'd always wanted to do it growing up, never got the opportunity, but was pretty surprised actually when I was cast in that first show, but it was life changing for me. So do you have those songs? Do they play in loop in your head? The songs from Oklahoma, like your first show is so important. Absolutely. Still one of my all-time favorite musicals. And yes, I think I sing especially some of Ado Annie's songs, even though I was just in the, um, I shouldn't say just, because every part in yes. the theater is important. There's um, no I small part. Exactly. That's exactly right. So, uh, but Ado Annie was actually a role I always wished I could have played, but never, never actually auditioned for it. So Very cool. So why, mm-hmm. after you've tried theater and then you've helped other kids, you helped kids do theater, why should kids do theater? Why is it so important to make time for this in our lives when our kids need to be so busy with sports and test prep and all the other things that seem like how we need to push them into college? Why theater? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody can do a Google search that says, um, what are the benefits of theater? And really even what are the benefits of the arts? Mm -hmm. And um, you can find things like it improves academic performance and reading comprehension, builds self-esteem. A lot of people now know that STEM is becoming STEAM Mm -hmm. because it's including arts because Um, I have a number of uh, quotes from different people like Steve Jobs and Scientific America that just basically say the people who rise to the top in the science and math areas are people who have had experience in the arts. And one of the things I love about theater is it is the all-inclusive art because every art you can think of is used in the theater. So it's it's really... um, it's just it's life changing, not just academically, but I, I'd love to tell a story about uh, this little gal that I had at one of the schools I was teaching at in high school. Um, she just it was a small school, and to be honest with you, she just didn't have any friends. She was socially you know, yeah. challenged. She was unsure of herself and had some stuttering issues and stuff. And <clears throat> so one quarter, I look at my class list, and here's her name, and I'm thinking. Oh, what in the, why is she taking this class? She's so shy and scared of everybody. And so anyway, she got in the class and um, got up and did a lot of the improv things and slowly became slightly more confident. But the thing that started happening is the kids in the class, uh, because in theater, you really have to um, trust each other. You build trust with each other. They, it started to build a bridge between her and the other students in the class. And so later on that spring, we put on a play and she auditioned. Again, I was like, wow, that's so crazy. So fast forward into set building days, and I don't remember exactly what she had, but something that was like a wheel. And it was a nice warm day. The gym door was open where we were building our set. And this wheel went rolling out. And she, we all were like, oh my goodness, because there was a highway not too far <laughs> down the hill from school. Oh, yikes, yeah. We takes off, she runs after it, I run after her, everybody in the cast comes running out, so we're all running down the hill, like, screaming and tense and all this stuff. Well, we catch it, and then we come back into the gym, and everybody just 
explodes in laughter. And this girl is right in the middle of it laughing. And I honestly believe for the first time in her life, feeling the acceptance and the love of people around her. And I have seen that over and over. There's just a place for everyone in the theater. There really is. Um, When we moved to this small town that we live in right now, we moved here about two years ago, and they, they had a pretty local active children's theater. And what I found right away was that when my kids tried it, it gave us all a spot to try something, right? Because they need parent involvement so much in the theater. So I got to paint backdrops that I never would have given myself permission to paint before, but they needed help, so I did it. So I think that theater, theater's just an open spot for everyone. It really is, and honestly, uh, we have seen a lot of, like you're talking about, adult relationships develop like one of the things in our theater was we literally built from the ground up a stage with a curtain and and so we had a lot of men helping out with that and a lot of those fathers they didn't really have a lot of interacting time like the mothers do at a school and so a lot of friends were formed in on the set of our of our theater stage absolutely I think Um, that jumping into a theater program with my kids helped us feel anchored into a town much faster than we ever would have because we move every two years or so so we know what it's like to move but to have roots that fast felt unusual and i credit the theater so theater helps adults grow and it helps kids grow is that right correct that is so correct yes Mm -hmm. yes um I mean, seriously, I just like that example I was just explaining of uh, this one girl. I just have seen so much confidence grow in kids. I mean, I'll just let me just give you my own daughter. Yeah, I would example. love it. Um, we have we have four kids, uh, a daughter, Natalie, our son, Ryan, and then our twin girls, Allison and Megan. So Natalie's very outgoing and theatrical and musical. And Ryan is a super gifted intellectually and also creatively. And Allison and Megan were always very shy. Like they were the two kids, one around, wrapped around each of my legs, like <laughs> hiding behind them. They're the Velcro kids. And so, exactly, 100%. So they got involved in theater and started by um, being ushers, and then they went to um, opening the stage curtain. And eventually, they were both cast in lead roles in musicals. Yes, they were. Um, both of them have have been leads in musicals in their high school. That's awesome. So that gave them the confidence in uh, knowing one that they could sing and two being able to be in front of each other and now our three girls actually have a band together and they travel the world literally singing together and that would have never happened if Allison and Megan had not gotten into music into a musical theater that is so so amazing yeah and I have seen that with not just my own kids but so many kids just how it changes self-esteem there is something magical. Like, I know that in America, we put so much pressure on test scores and achievement and reading at a young age, but all those things you can tie into theater. Like, if you want to teach something, you can find a musical or a play 
and like when we were uh-huh. when I studied Annie I remember like how much more I learned about the Great Depression exactly yes mm-hmm. and you know another thing that's super interesting is when a when a an adult or a child in this case since I work with kids right when they take on a role, they are stepping into the shoes of another person that a lot of times is not anything like them. And so they have to think about this character's um, situation. They have to try to like, why would this why would this character do that? You know, and, and actually step into the shoes of someone else. And that is one of the things, too, that theater can bring to kids is just compassion for others, empathy. And, and really not being afraid to, um, to befriend someone who's not like you. So there's just, there's so many facets to theater that is just really, really incredible in developing a child's life. And I don't know any parent who wouldn't want those skills for their kids when they look around, right? That those are the soft skills we're always trying to figure out how to teach, but we really can't quantify like they say, read more great fiction books, like people who read great fiction, increase empathy. And it's probably the same sort of thing where you put yourself, but with theater, you physically put yourself in that person's shoes and have to try on their skin. Exactly right. Yeah. And also, I mean, when you're in the theater, you're generally working with a lot of people that you wouldn't normally interact with. I mean, seriously, in I mean, let's go to the musical, High School Musical. Yep. <laughs> All the kids who got in that musical, you've got the athletes, the popular kids, the geeks, the you know shy kids, everybody's in there. And that is the thing about theater is seriously, there's a place for anybody who wants to participate and they will become a part of the family because there's this whole, I'm sure you know, the theater family, your, mm-hmm. your theater family, you know, because you become that. You become that as you spend time together, as you um, conquer the challenges of your character and of the situations, you know, like Annie, for instance, the Great Depression. Well, what was that about? Why were those people homeless, basically? Yeah. What, it, know, what was just... a Hooverville, Mom? <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. I mean, you learn about history, learn about other people, learn language skills. I mean, it's just seriously encompasses so many different things did your family do theater together at all lisa did your kids were they ever able to be in the same same experience or i'm not sure their ages yeah they're all they're all two years apart okay um and yes definitely they were actually part of my program for a while and so um at one point we did the sound of music and uh, as I had said before, my son was an athlete. He was like a basketball player. Yeah. And so, so I convinced him and some of the other guys on the basketball team to come when we were doing the Sound of Music and be some of the extras. And so he was. He played one of the Nazis. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, he liked the little mustache he got to wear. But Natalie, our oldest daughter, played the lead role of Maria. And so I've never heard the end of how I cast our lead do- our lead role oh, yes. uh, in- for Natalie, and then he got the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> All those inside anyway. jokes because you did that play together. 
like there is so much bonding like there's the theater family but within your house there's also this new shared experience because you did this hard thing together exactly yeah totally and um my husband would come build set and all that so we it literally was a family work as a matter of fact, we, we kind of laugh now about how abnormal our family was. We lived out on some property in the country here outside Portland, Oregon. And one of the one day my husband overheard one of the kids asking me where something was. And I was like, well, just go out in the barn. It's past the lamppost. And I think it might be right behind the witch's sleigh. Because so, <laughs> <laughs> we kept a lot of props and sets in our barn. And then just the other day, I was I was waiting for some um, some costumes for one of the little boxes that I'm doing that's based around snowmen. Oh, fun! And so I said to my husband, I said, "Man, I wish those carrot noses would get here." And he just <laughs> said, "See what I'm saying? This is not normal." <laughs> <laughs> so, how has theater leaked into your family life? Do you think that being involved in theater yourself or your kids being involved in theater have made them um, more cohesive or kinder siblings with each other? Uh, Yeah, I would definitely say so. Yeah, absolutely. Because they've done, uh, I mean, they've done a lot of theater together um, through drama camps and, you know, being in shows. And of course, it didn't matter. They were in the theater with me you know, even when, like Allison and Megan, when they were just little girls, yeah, they would be in the theater with me. So, yeah, we've had, I would say definitely, I mean, there's a lot to talk about around theater in our family, just with our shared experiences. Um, our son and his wife live in New York, and so we are trying to see as many Broadway plays with them while they're back there. Of course, we haven't this year, but... Um, yeah, that's a great goal, though. Yeah, it is. And then we always talk about um, that we might do a family musical at some point, even if it's a reader's theater where we just stand and, you know, say the dialogue, sing the songs. But, yeah, so we'll see if that happens. (laughs) It sounds fun to me. That sounds really fun. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) There is so much playfulness I can hear in your voice and how your family interacts with each other. It's just yeah. really fun to see a family having fun together. Yeah, I I would definitely say playful would describe us for sure. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about your Places Please boxes and how you started. Because that's how I got to know you was because I placed an order for three boxes. I was like, yes, this will fill some time. we'll see what happens and it's been amazing so tell us about your boxes okay well um i guess i might just start with the name because i think the name is pretty significant um one of the things that i've actually mentioned i believe in this conversation is theater helps kids who have a hard time finding their place and um so and like i had said before anybody can find a place in the theater the other thing is um places please would be the last thing i would say to my kids before they went on stage places please and that was not just telling them get into your place but also for me was saying i believe in you you can do this you've got it we we are a team this is us going out and sharing with everyone all these 
weeks of working on this. So I actually got the idea for Places Please Theater Boxes, although I didn't know the name at the time, when I was teaching at a, a middle school here in Portland. And I was just watching the kids on stage and just marveling at how um, just the changes that were happening in them, the confidence that was building, and just thinking about all the years I've had watching that. And just wondering, how can I get this out to more kids? Because there have to be kids who either don't have theater programs in their school. Maybe their family can't afford to send them to theater classes mm -hmm. or get involved in some kind of a, a local children's theater. And so I was just trying to figure out, how can I get this out to more kids? And so this idea came to me of putting together a it's basically a step-by-step -step acting program that the littles box came later which i'll talk about yeah. in just a sec this is the box for ages like 9 to 14 which your kids have yeah been doing. so my kids are 8 12 and 14 so the eight-year-old squeezes in there he's the youngest out of the group and then the other kids that participate are 12 and 13 and 14 so we're definitely in the older range except for except for the little buddy yeah, and honestly, I would just say Christy's kids have just taken this experience and made it exactly what I have envisioned it. it I can tell they're having fun with it. They memorize their lines. They put on costumes. They get out, act it out. They videotape it. And then they've entered both of the competitions that I've had so far for people who submit these plays and they have definitely won because they are very good <laughs> so. they have so much fun we had a prop making day they made their own capes this time for the other for the superhero play um they've it's just a bright spot in everyone's week they practice about once a week for the first four weeks and then they moved to twice a week but they're the ones scheduling it this is kind of the joys of having 12 and 13 and 14 year old kids that this is definitely more of a child-led program i just open the door and provide enough snacks <laughs> i love that well and that's so fun christy because that again that is what i'm hoping for is kids who will join together with neighbors or yep friends coming over after school and and kind of developing their own little theater club and um some i think one of the things that i do want to say about this is that it when you open the box if you're not a theater person it could look overwhelming because it's got scripts it's got a curriculum um but the the thing about theater is and i have this in the main in the director's script there are three different ways to do this yep. one is to do a reader's theater for people who either their kids are too young, they can read, but they can't really memorize, or it just feels too overwhelming to try to put on a full-fledged play. You stand, I mean, this is a very respected form of theater. There, like, there are people every year that do It's a Wonderful Life at Christmas time in reader's theater form. I recommend so that you, if you haven't seen, I'm gonna interrupt you, that if yeah. you go to YouTube and look up Reader's Theater, there are some really good examples. Because we went through these three types of play just to show the kids, like, hey guys, here's the three different levels you can produce this at. And seeing examples on YouTube really like opened their eyes of the validity of all three art forms, that they're completely different with the same script. 
They are. And therefore, and in this particular case, they can be for the level of actor, like mm-hmm. someone who's just trying to dip their toe in it and figure out what it's all about. Do Reader's Theater. You hold your script. You can wear costumes if you want or not. And you just stand there and act out as best you can. And through the acting lessons that I'm giving with each of these boxes, you can practice and, and build your acting skills. And then as you move along, you can do what I call studio theater, which is basically just doing it in a front room or something and actually having memorized lines as best you can. You can carry a script if you want with studio theater. And then um, all the way up to kind of like what what I remember doing as a kid myself and our kids did where the garage door goes up <laughs> and there's costumes and props and sets and somebody's taking tickets and, you know, there's an intermission and just, I mean, there's so many different things you can do with this that can really be so fun and you know and just enhance a summer vacation or you know like for homeschool it's yeah or it could be like a cousin play date and you get together with extended family or I was thinking like if you do have a wide range of ages in your family you could do it as a dinner time thing once a week that I have a friend who does Shakespeare plays with her family like that and they pick a Shakespeare play and they just do Reader's Theater with it. Um, loosely Reader's Theater. They all take a part and they slowly read through the Shakespeare play um, together. That's, that's so fun. I love that. And, you know, it is true, Christy. All ages can participate. I mean, I have some families whose parents have been in it. And then I have a family who entered the first competition who had, like, a toddler that I don't even know if he could talk. But they dressed. It was the pirate playing. They They had amazing costumes. You could see how much they loved it. Yeah, yeah. And that little tiny guy in his little parrot costume, (laughs) like, running in and out. I mean, he he had so much fun with it, and he added a lot to just the sweetness of the play. So, yeah, so there are a lot of things that you can do with it. Um, the other thing, just real quick, I won't elaborate on yeah. any of this, but um, along with the scripts and the step-by-step acting skills, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I also have in the curriculum book the uh, vocabulary, improvisational games, and... Um, and a history of theater, which I, this is something that I'm going to develop because I think homeschool families would love this. I'm probably going to be doing a, like a, a Zoom class for moms who would like to learn how to do these history of theater classes because basically like it's a Greek theater night. So oh, fine. everybody in the, they, they do the play as I, you know, as I have stated in this curriculum, but then they make Greek food. And everybody dresses in like maybe a toga or something. And then one of the things that the Greek audiences would do is if they really liked a play, they would um, stomp and clap. But if they didn't like it, then they would throw fruits and vegetables. <laughs> and so so all of these. Is that where the rotten tomato thing comes from? It probably is. I mean, I had not thought about that. But <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, these history of theater nights for homeschool parents, I just think would be so fun. It's the kind of stuff I did when we homeschooled. So I, I'm going to do a series of Zoom, you know, free Zoom classes for subscribers who would like to put together these theater nights because honestly, they are so fun. But I think they're a bit overlooked because there's so many other things in the 
box. But in addition to everything in the box, there's also a Pinterest board that has lots of resources also. Absolutely. So, and the and the container of popcorn you throw yep, in. But there's popcorn for the audience. Popcorn for the audience <laughs> in every box. Yes. So then that's the big box, 9 to 14. And as this was, as I was, I, this is my sixth month in business. So this is a developing um thing right, right now is trying yeah. to figure out what how can I make this work for people easy in their homes what was happening was I had a lot of people messaging me and saying I have these preschoolers and you know I'd really love to have something for them and so I was trying to figure out what I could do because obviously preschoolers can't read scripts and memorize them so I got to thinking about starting with a storybook and for instance, this month we're doing Snowman at Night, mm-hmm. which is a really cute book about what happens when all the people go to bed. What do the snowmen do all night? That is and a great so, book. It's a darling book. And so with that, um, so the idea is that with the book, it, the box will include costume pieces. For instance, with this one, the Snowman at Night, there's a scarf, there's our mittens, There's a bucket hat. I have two carrot noses and four black pom-poms for two kids like to have them as buttons for the snowman. Yeah. And then in addition to that, there's parent resource card that has um, physical warm-ups. And like one of them, I'm going to read off my little card here, is Silly Sam Snowman slips and slides like soap down slopes. And you have to say that three times. So there are all kinds of warm-ups, stretching your body, just like you would with theater. Yeah. And then there are ideas for parents for imaginative play, like start the pretend, pretend play by asking your child, you know, what it might feel like for a snow person once it gets dark and all the people go to bed. It's, it's stretching out and getting ready to go play its games at night or whatever. So anyway... There are a lot of um, resources for parents along, again, with Pinterest board and bag popcorn for the audience or the kids. (laughs) Yeah, popcorn's a hit. Well, that is so exciting. I can just see a bunch of people having a lot of fun at home. Yeah, that's the idea, honestly, is, you know, it's such a great way for parents to be involved with their kids. And I mean, if it's an older box, they could take a role. If, you know, they could help make costumes, they yep. could help build a set, they could, you know, teach your kid an accent or whatever. I don't exactly. Know. We've been we've been doing the backstage sort of set and looking on Pinterest and how, like we built a, a fire hydrant, which you didn't get to see because of how they did the, the, oh. the city play, but they built a fire hydrant out of like a bucket and then a pie pan and a plunger and a solo cup on top and then spray painted it all together. But it was so fun seeing how to do that. But also with these boxes and having my kids do this, it lets me see them in a different light, right? Like as a mom, you're so often, especially as a homeschool mom, like toggling between those two roles um, of looking for educational gaps and making sure they're successful and feeling like you're keeping up enough and helping them reach their future they want to do. But also just like, are we happy? Are we mentally healthy right now? Like all those things that parenthood. So when I get to interact with them with the theater box, I see different sides of them shine, like funny accents and 
humor shining through things that they that they don't normally express maybe or maybe I just am too busy to see them express because I'm busy checking off boxes or doing the next thing so it's really neat to slow down and do it with my kids even though it's self-led by them so yeah that's so true that was one of the things that I loved actually about being a director and having my kids in in my program for a few years was I did get to see things that I would have never seen and known about their personalities and their abilities and so it is fun it's very fun to watch your kids you know exploring who they are and kind of pushing the boundaries and the limits of what they thought that they could do yeah their bravery their comfort level their grit their just all of it and or in just uh teamwork dynamics because every month we pick the kids pick a who's going to be the director for this play and just how they negotiate whose turn it is for that box and all those roles so if a family doesn't feel ready to jump into theater in a box with your box or doing reader's theater with like a script from the library does watching theater do anything for a family does taking the time just to appreciate theater does that help absolutely absolutely i i mean as we all know disney plus now has broadway (laughs) hd which i'm certainly a subscriber to that um absolutely and one of the things like for me one of my goals is not just to promote places please i'm promoting theater for kids that's what i am promoting an experience and so i just uh, posted on my Instagram that I'm from Portland, Oregon, and our, one of our local children's theater, Northwest Children's Theater, has an online production of A Midsummer Night's Dream, which is a Shakespeare play. Awesome. It is so digestible for kids. One of the things that I try to do on my on my social medias, on my website, and I have a YouTube channel also, is I'm trying to just get theater in the hands of kids, especially now with COVID and everybody being stuck indoors. Mm -hmm. So online theater or live theater, of course, is even better once we get that back. Yeah. Um, I also have like, there's a gal named uh, on Instagram, Emily in the Wings is her handle. And she's a technical theater director up in Seattle, Washington. Oh, wow. She teaches classes on technical theater and musical theater. And it is honestly, it's, I'm always trying to promote her and her classes. So anything that can get kids to kind of um, understand and and get involved and get excited about theater definitely enhances their life. Absolutely no question about it. Because the theater is all about story. We all love story because we can relate to it. And it also gives us opportunity to feel the emotion of people who are not like us. So, yes, I I love it. And yes, if go to Lisa's page and on Instagram and Facebook and look at all the places. I also just found after seeing your post about the Portland theater group, I Googled like the Jacksonville theater group here in Jacksonville, Florida. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they are doing online events that I didn't know about um, because sometimes you don't always catch them in the algorithm and the scrolling. So go look things up that if you would go to a children's theater, like now that I think about it, I can go Google the other towns we've lived in where we used to go to children's theaters 
and go see if they're doing live events that we wouldn't be able to go to right now, but we can access them online. So absolutely yeah there's there's a lot out there these creative people are very creative it turns out so <laughs> they can figure out how to get theater into our homes now which we thank are so goodness. grateful for thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness is there a first play or um this is probably a, a loaded question is there a first play or a first musical you would suggest for someone or should they just jump in and see what they can see if they with the family Wow, good question. Um, so, you know, for for younger kids, I mean, Disney has so many of their movies that are now musicals on stage, like Shrek, Beauty and the Beast, Mulan. I mean, there are lots of them. Um, of course, there's High School Musical, which, I mean, I love that one. <laughs> I love. And that's definitely done by a lot of high schools and, and uh, middle schools. So, and then... Um, the uh let's see here what else yeah i would say probably probably go that route okay. you know and you can find them again disney plus not that i'm trying to right disney i know plus, yeah i don't know where else to find them so no it's really Broadway, yeah you can go find them pretty yeah. and a lot of streaming services too i bet like you can rent them on amazon or get them from your library go get a dvd but look up absolutely yeah. right it's yeah. worth taking the time to watch something at home as a first experience. Absolutely, yes. And watching um, like the like the Lion King is one of the best Broadway musicals ever. It is so, amazing. Can, it is unbelievable. It really is. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah. So I would say that one of the Disney musicals or um, or a High School Musical. They're okay. both just really, really good, and and really, High School Musical talks a lot about the theater and the process and all of that. So that's that makes that one especially fun. Is there anything else you would like to add before I ask you the last two questions that I always ask? <gasps> oh my goodness, um, what else would I like to add? I just, you know, my my hope it for places, please, is really to have a nationwide theater troupe of kids who are learning um, acting skills, sharing their videos like your kids have done of their, the plays they've put together. Um, so I have a really big vision. I don't want to share everything right it's now. It's okay. Absolutely. But yeah. But I have a really big vision of what I want to see in yeah. providing theater for kids here in the U.S. So, well, yeah. We'd like to open that door for kids and families to try. Yes. Excellent. So yes. how does your, when your kids are all together in one spot or when they were little, how did you play together? Do you have a family play idea? Well, okay, again, I'm a theater <laughs> yep. dancer person. So one of the things I used to do with my kids when they were like early elementary to preschool ages is I would put on like kid music videos. Like back in the day, it was We Sing when my kids were little. Yep. Um, I don't know what they have now. Like, like Rafi or Lori Berkner Band or Kids Bop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Kids Bop. Kids Bop is a perfect one. So, and then I would choreograph like a number for all of them. That's awesome. I would have kids like coming down through my legs and I'd pull them up through and then we would 
I don't know. I would just choreograph funny little dance things for us to do. So I love I, that, that idea. I used to do. <laughs> so, yeah. That is amazing. That's such a good time filler. And you can do it pretty much anywhere. You can, absolutely. And if you don't feel like choreographing, just put the music on and start dancing because the endorphins that come through dancing and laughing and having fun like that is just very bonding for anybody. So how about... good memories. For sure. How about self-care? What do you do for self-care, Lisa? Or what would you recommend for a mom who needs to take a a deep breath and refill her cup? Oh man, that is a good question. Um, well, right for me now, because I, my kids are all adults, yeah. I walk a lot. I do a lot of walking. I, um, I actually walked three years ago. I walked the Camino de Santiago, uh, which wow. is a, like a pilgrimage walk in Spain. It's 500 mile walk. And the very first place I stayed, uh, when we woke up in the morning, they were playing these Gregorian chants, which I had never listened to, but there was just something about it. And so now one of the things that I do is I walk and I listen to Gregorian chants because it just kind of frees my mind to relax and just, just center, I guess. That is so. a great idea. You can put in earbuds. I'm a huge fan of wearing headphones around my kids so I can watch that they're safe, <laughs> but I can exactly. listen to something that um, fills me in a different way. Yeah, that's a great idea. I really like that a lot. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Where is the best place for people to find you, Lisa? Where do you want me to send probably, them? I would say probably my Instagram. It's the thing that tends to be most active. Uh, I do keep my website up, but um, I would say Instagram. And Facebook, I am, that's coming along, but that's something I'm learning. So All these things. I Instagram. You're yep. a baby business. So we, we give you chops for trying and being brave and starting something new. So Thank you. Yeah, so Instagram and it's Places Please Box. Excellent. This is what it is. Now that I'm saying that. <laughs> I can edit and make sure there's always room. Yeah, places, please, box. Excellent. Yep. I pulled it up, too. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Christy. So fun talking to you today. Well, now you know something that really helped my kids in 2020. They are working on their third play right now, and it's still a joy. And while I was editing this and listening to Lisa's story, I'm going to throw in a personal side story here. When I was a young kid, I had a lot of ear infections and ended up needing speech therapy from age three until about age nine. And in fourth grade, my teacher suggested that I audition for a local community play because she thought I had the enthusiasm after doing reading assignments in our classroom. Being part of a community theater after so many years of of speech therapy and practicing and practicing and knowing that my words didn't sound like everyone else's um, really made me braver and bolder. And it probably helped me become the podcaster that I am today. So don't hesitate to dip your toe in the water. You are exactly the right mom that your kids need and your kids are exactly the right kids for you. I'm so glad you're here. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, and have a great day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.